Hi, this is Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. Today is Monday, April the 11th, and my mission as your MLA for Cumberland North is to build Cumberland North together with you on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, honesty, and empowering all people, each and every person that lives here. Together, we will build on the pillars of healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, and entrepreneurship and business. As your MLA, I always love to share when there's opportunities for potential growth ideas for our area, as well as provincial programs that could benefit us. So I want to let everyone listening know there is a grant right now available through Develop Nova Scotia, which is our one of our provincial corporations, and it's called Community Placemaking. I believe this would be a great opportunity for small community projects to better your communities everywhere from Malagash, Wallace, Pugwash, Port Howe, Linden, Shinnemacass, Northport, Lornville, Amherst Shore, Tidnish, Amherst Head, Trumanville, Warren, and the town of Amherst. What do you want to see in your community? Gather some like-minded people and apply for this placemaking grant. And together, we can start to make more things happen in our great communities. You can reach out to my office for more information on this program, or the link to it is also on my MLA Facebook page, Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan. Last week, I was in the legislature in Halifax for the entire week. We worked on new legislation, amendments to existing legislation, as well as doing budget estimates, or otherwise known as Committee of the Whole and Supply. One of the biggest issues that has been controversial with this latest budget is the new non-resident property tax, which increases property taxes on people that own properties here in Nova Scotia, but live outside of Nova Scotia. Cumberland County has approximately 2,450 cottages owned by non-residents of Nova Scotia, and many cottage owners are Nova Scotians who have moved away but still come home every summer to be with family. Other cottage owners live very close by in neighboring New Brunswick, and this is punishing them. In my opinion, the new non-resident property tax should not be placed on cottages that can only be used in summer months. Most are not winterized and cannot be used to increase housing supply, which is the reason given by government for the purpose of this non-resident tax. I believe we're sending the wrong message to people that spend their summers here in Cumberland North and Nova Scotia, and we want to ensure that Nova Scotia is a welcoming place and this new tax is sending the wrong message. So like every new bill, there be, will be an opportunity for people to present and share their opinions on this bill. That happens at Law Amendments Committee, which happens between second and third reading of the bill. I will be posting on my Facebook page when that is being brought to Law Amendments Committee and if you have any questions you can reach out to the Nova Scotia Legislature to Legal Counsel's Office and the lawyer responsible there is Mr. Gordon Hebb. April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month and this is a topic that I'm very passionate about for the main reason that I've had many victims of sexual assault and violence come to my office to speak with me confidentially about their experience. Not only was the sexual assault a very traumatic and negative experience, for many of them unfortunately when they came to law enforcement they also experienced 
uh, a very uncompassionate and unsupportive uh, culture. And there's much change that needs to happen. We need to find supports and we need to change this culture of non-support for victims of sexual assault. We need to make sure that victims do not feel silenced and the culture around sexual assault and violence will never change unless we bring it out into the open and have these difficult conversations. So on Friday, April the 1st, I did uh, bring this topic up in question period with the Minister of Justice. We've seen some cases of sexual assault actually dismissed with the reason being given of Jordan's rule and Jordan's rule means that cases have to be heard within 18 months in a timely manner or they could be dismissed unless there is extenuating circumstances and the reason given for the dismissal of sexual assault cases is COVID-19 pandemic which I would say is extenuating circumstances so I have asked the Minister of Justice to look into this I want to know how many sexual assault cases were dismissed due to the pandemic and try to ensure that this never happens again last Monday was law amendments committee in the morning and in the afternoon and in the evening we were in the legislature I put forth a notice of motion which would require government to allow public works employees to be available earlier in the winter season and later in the spring season due to snowstorms that are we're seeing them occur when there's not enough winter season staff available to keep the roads cleared and salted we've all seen this happen in November and now just last Monday we saw it happen again where there, the winter seasonal staff had already been laid off and there wasn't enough staff to keep our roads cleared and salted so I raised it in the legislature and we'll continue the discussion with, with the minister in future months. I read a member statement last Monday on Kathy Bates and thanked her for starting the Dolly Parton Imagination Library here in Cumberland where children can register and receive books in the mail every month up to the age of five and if you're interested in supporting this great initiative to improve literacy throughout Cumberland County please contact my office and I can get you in touch with Kathy Bates you may know Kathy she's a great resident living in the community of Malagash I also read a member statement congratulating Lacey Fisher and her team at Remax for winning huge awards for the successful businesses so Congratulations, Lacey, and your team at REMAX here in the town of Amherst. When the provincial budget is tabled, we do something that's called Committee of the Whole and Supply or reviewing of budget estimates, which is 80 hours of deep dive and examination of the provincial budget. And we do four hours a day. So Monday evening, we continued on asking questions of the different departments. Tuesday, April the 5th, we had an early morning meeting at 7.30 a.m. with the Canadian Parents for French. We discussed the very important topic of French language in our country, in the Atlantic region, in the province, in our communities, and in our schools. Of course, I have very strong Acadian heritage with my grandfather, Leon Melanson, and three of our children learned the French language from a very early start of grade primary in the early French immersion program. 
and I fully support improved integration of the French language. So I had a great meeting Tuesday morning discussing this in, in very important topic. In the legislature, the daily business began with the House leader tabling amendments to the House of Assembly Act to allow a hybrid legislative session. Unfortunately, many of the MLAs have been out sick due to COVID being, being COVID positive rather, and, but they are well enough to join virtually and continue to work from home. Interestingly, I did suggest a hybrid session in the fall session as a registered nurse, knowing that it's very important for any workplace to provide flexible work arrangements wherever possible to ensure um, reduction of spread of COVID-19. However, all three House leaders of the parties said no in the fall. But this spring session, when it did come forward, uh, certainly I supported this, uh, this suggestion and we will continue with whoever is available and whoever is well enough to be inside the legislature will be there and everyone else who is COVID positive but well enough to join virtually will do so. During these, the days of this pandemic, the reality is all workplaces are encouraged to provide flexible work environment whenever and wherever possible. On Tuesday, I read a member statement on the spring snowfall, a poor man's fertilizer, and encouraged everyone to plant a garden this summer. We continued with Committee of the Whole on Supply of Budget Estimates, as well as had second reading of several bills. And I'll just read through them quickly here. The one was the Liquor Control Act, which allows the delivering of liquor along with restaurant uh, orders, home delivery. That was started during the pandemic, so this bill will just allow that to continue now that the state of emergency has been um, removed. Another bill that was tabled uh, for second reading on Tuesday was the Public Trustees Act, and this was a bill dealing with um, giving the government responsibility to um, work with funeral homes when there are human remains that have been left unclaimed. It's kind of a sad sad topic. Bill 126 was the Wine Act which creates new standards for winemaking here in Nova Scotia and then we had Committee of the Whole House on Bills which is an opportunity where amendments can be brought forward on bills and this is always happens after Law Amendments Committee and for those of you that are interested in legislative business I'll just do a quick review so and when someone like myself has a, an idea for legislation based on what's happening in our communities, it's uh, tabled, that would be the first reading, and then it can be called for second reading if the government or on opposition day uh, do so. So second reading, it, it is read, and then there's an opportunity for MLAs to stand and discuss the topic and provide debate um, either against or for in support of the bill. Then the bill, if the government chooses, the bill will go through to Law Amendments Committee. If it's an op opposition bill, um, most often the government do not choose for that bill to go forward, unfortunately. It's not a very collaborative working um, work environment. But if the government does decide the bill is going to go forward, then it goes to Law Amendments, which allows the uh, public to provide input. Then it comes to the Committee of the Whole House on Bills, and that's where MLAs can table amendments as well. So that's, that is the next step that we're at. And so Committee of the Whole, we did amendments on Bills 94, the Ukrainian Famine Genocide Memorial, Memorial Day, 101 Marine Renewable Act, 102 Wildlife Act, 114 Hospitals Act, 
and 115, the Prescription Monitoring Act. Uh, Wednesday, April the 6th, we had a member statement for Donna Gogan on the opening of her new location, the Portlander Jamaican Restaurant. So congratulations, Donna, and to, to her entire family. And I was able to congratulate her right in the legislature. I also provided a member statement for Jessica Hoig on the opening of her new restaurant, Sarzosa's Filipino Restaurant, downtown Amherst. And that restaurant is open now as well. So congratulations to both of these female entrepreneurs on the opening of your restaurants. In question period, I discussed the lack of ambulance services for Cumberland County. This is not a unique problem to Cumberland County, but my job is to speak up for the people here. And I certainly did so in the legislature during question period. I'm not happy and many people are not happy about the lack of ambulances available when someone is having a medical emergency. So this is a topic that needs a lot of work and we will continue to, to press the government to do so. Also, it was opposition day for the Liberals and they called two of their bills. One was to do with the Emergency Management Act around disaster relief and the second one was on the Youth Food Security Act, which I stood and did speak to at length about the importance of ensuring that our youth have a healthy food supply and this is a topic that I speak about a lot in the, in the legislature and in the fall did put forth a notice of motion to start a school lunch program similar to what Prince Edward Island did and unfortunately the Premier did vote it down but did assure me that his government is looking at this closely. So each day after question period there's an opportunity for up to four MLAs to do a 15 minute speech in, into supply on the budget and everyone is encouraged to do so. So we had three people do that on Wednesday after question period. And then we went to the, to the four hours of budget estimates. I did have an opportunity to ask Minister, the Minister of Health some questions about our healthcare system around issues such as paramedic services and, and the nursing shortage and the resulting closure of many of our beds as well as our surgical operating rooms. And I do have clips of those um, conversations on my Facebook site. On Thursday, we were back into the legislature and I tabled a notice of motion requesting a reduction in gas and diesel taxes. Unfortunately, the motion was denied by the PC government. I also tabled two member statements. One was for Vanessa Knock, who is a teacher and an entrepreneur in here in Amherst. And she's she has a very beautiful business um, with fresh cut flowers. So congratulations to Vanessa Knock, entrepreneur and teacher. As well as I read a member statement congratulating the Zonta Club in Halifax for their 70th anniversary. And many of you know we have a very active Zonta Club right here in the town of Amherst. And they work very hard locally, uh, provincially, nationally, as well as internationally to empower women around the world. So congratulations to Zonta Club for the work that they do. There were also second reading of bills on Thursday and Bill 122, the Lerneberg Rod and Gun Club Replacement Act, which was a housekeeping bill. And in second reading, there was 129, Motor Carrier Act, 131, Powers of Attorney Act, 137, HRM Charter Change Amendment. And this is an amendment to allow HRM to have e-scooters. I did stand and speak to this bill about the concerns around potential head injuries and enforcement of helmet safety. Also, Bill 138 for virtual meetings, 
and then we went into committee on whole on bills for the bill 118 personal health info we also did third reading on several bills um, I, I won't go through all of those bills but if you're interested it will be on my email um, mail out that I'll be doing later today on Monday and of course on Thursday many of you politicos will know the federal government released its federal budget last Thursday and we've all been watching that closely there was uh, there's always controversial things tabled with with budgets whether it's provincial or federal and of there was a couple things that I did like in this latest federal budget one was especially the the ability for first-time homeowners to save uh, save up to forty thousand dollars for their first home tax-free and when they take the money out it's also tax-free so uh, I think that that is a great addition to the federal budget back here in the province on Friday I did my reply to the budget speech and that is found also on my on my MLA Facebook page or you can go to the Nova Scotia legislature and look up Friday's date all in all I gave a lot of great comments and feedback on the provincial budget I am concerned about the projected six years of provincial deficits typically with a progressive conservative government you see strong fiscal management which some would argue we do not see in this provincial budget but more to come on that on Saturday I took some private time to review the mass casualty commission work and that is obviously a very sensitive and emotional topic for the people of our area for anyone listening it's a very sensitive and emotional topic but I would say definitely more so for the people of Colchester and Cumberland County the mass casualty commission is an independent public inquiry created to examine the April 18th 19th 2020 mass casualty here in Nova Scotia and their goal is to provide meaningful recommendations to help keep communities safer so if you're interested in reviewing that material it's it's back uh, starting back today you can find this on masscasualtycommission.ca online this week in politics I will continue to be in Halifax for the spring session of the legislature my staff will continue to be available to assist me with any local Cumberland County needs Cumberland North needs please call the office we're here to serve you my number is 902-661-2288 today on Monday law amendments committee is at 10 a.m. and estimates to review the budget will begin at 4 p.m. Tuesday through Thursday legislature will be back in session to debate and discuss amendments to existing legislation and new legislation in addition to continued budget estimates of the provincial budget Good Friday is this Friday of course it's a statutory holiday I would like to wish everyone listening a happy Easter I'm looking forward to seeing my family this weekend and I hope that you also will be able to join together for a meal with family and or friends I'd like to wish anyone celebrating a birthday or anniversary a special celebration this week and I'll mention a few names today on Mon on Monday the 11th April Beckwith as well as Bruce Saunders are celebrating birthdays on Tuesday the 12th Marilyn Kinnear on Wednesday the 13th Laura Allen and Doug Butts on Thursday the 14th Corey Chasson Shirley Vino and Kelly Chevery are celebrating birthdays on Friday Jasmine Rector Amy Menzies and Tanya Tuttle Clamo are celebrating and on Saturday the 16th my beautiful niece Emma Gould as well as Carol Blair Coulter from 
the Wallace area are celebrating birthdays. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one recently, including the family and friends of David John Deegan, Beverly Dale LeBlanc, Carol Jean Wilson, Doreen DeLong, Roscoe O'Brien, Beverly Bourgeois, John Lawless, Nancy McLean, as well as Douglas Roland Wallace. Please accept my sympathies and condolences at this time. As I finish off today's MLA update for Cumberland North, I would like to send congratulations to a local musician of Cumberland County, Christopher Brown. He released his latest music video, which features local rock star Brianna Voss. Video work was done by local businessman Patrick Manifold, as well as it starred some of our uh, people from Trider's Beer, Joe Potter and others. And I just want to say congratulations. We have so many talented people here in our area and it's just great to see them showcase their work. So well done, well done, and I hope we have more to come. Oh, I wanted to mention Greasy Groove, who were involved in the recording of the video and the music as well. So please continue. And anyone else out there that has talent to share, please do so. We look forward to sharing the talents of Cumberland County. Happy Easter, everyone, this coming weekend. I hope that you take care, spend some time with family and friends, take care of yourselves, and take care of others. Have a great week.